The Knicks did the win. The team that are vaccinated. We'll talk about that later. Hello, we Courtney. Do. Hello. Hey, guys. Welcome. It's time to let you finish with Courtney and Amy. And we have a special guest this uh, this episode, Joe Quazala from, what is it, Who Cares About? Who Cares About the about Rock the Call. Rock, rock, rock Call podcast, also on the Pantheon podcast network our first cross-promotional guest this is so meta i love and it actually we probably should thank them because oh, yeah. i want to say they were kind of unknowingly to them <laughs> instrumental in kind of helping I, I, us I, won't suddenly... uh, kinda. Even, I won't even say kind of i won't even say kind of if it wasn't being introduced Joe, to Pantheon, yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe did the the uh, introduction, and so. it all started over the mic, right? Amy and I, we had these old mics we were using, our starter mics. You know, I think everybody when you first start podcasting, you don't know what the fuck to get. You're like, you start trying to figure it out. We had these cheap mics. We knew we had something, but we were like, God, this show sounds like shit. And she went on, you know, the Who Cares About Rock podcast. And at the end of one of the shows, it was like, hey, where'd you get that mic? Because like all New Yorkers, I want to know, what do you pay for rent? Right. And where did you buy that? And how much of a discount did you get How it much for? of a discount? I get one too. Right. right. <laughs> Score New Yorkers. It's one and, of the many things uh, New York Jews and New York Black people have in common. How can can this work for me <laughs> real and meaning it like so where'd you get that <laughs> can you get me one too exactly so uh yeah um our next one last night yay they beat philly for the first yeah. time since 2017 which makes me happy makes me very happy i can't believe you said philly was one of your backup teams you know they've always been his like historically there are like a big rival in the 80s <laughs> no, that still carries. On. No, you know why? Okay, and then we'll move on. And you again, I like Doug Collins. Uh-huh. Doug Collins was like one of the best six men. Right. And I had a little crush on Maurice Cheeks. Okay. Did you? Yeah. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. And I actually saw him at a, a very well-known um, tournament in Fort mm-hmm. Green. And I he was there for some reason. And I had a little moment. And I went up and said, <laughs> are you Maurice Cheeks? He goes, yeah. And I went, I used to have a crush on you in the 80s. And he looked at me like, get away, white girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you Not, know that I right. love things. Yeah. You know I love yeah. things for reasons that have nothing to do with the actual anything. Uh, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> To nothing You're to like, do with no, the action. I liked it, but not because of that. Because, because of that, I was hot. <laughs> yeah, cute. I thought he was very cute. Anyway, mm. all right. Let's let's kind of get into a mode. Yeah, and why don't you intro? This is Man, just tragically so, the story that's dominating headlines right this, now. This Rust movie shooting every day it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and the only thing i can say about it is i feel really horrible for for the young lady's family her her you know who lost her life her husband her child and i do feel i feel bad for alec baldwin it's like and the director director you know, family he was shot as well the director it, it, it's like you know this is a, you know, you and I, it's a hard one to talk about, but it, it comes back to really, I think about all of the gigs that I've done and the importance of making sure you try to hire the best people for the best things, because it it, it really does make a difference when it comes down to how things work on a set. It sounds like just from the things that are coming out and because it's changing daily, it's like going into detail. I just, it's changing by the minute. So that doesn't seem to make sense. I just say that it's a tragic situation and hopefully this is a lesson about to people about, it's not always best trying to hire the cheapest. You have to hire the right people for real shit. You just do. You just do. Yeah. It's, it's very tragic. Um, it would be wonderful. I understand why this is getting so much attention, but it would be wonderful if the thousands of people who are killed by guns 
every day in this country if their families got. But I understand 100% Literally, why this is it. I understand. But 17 um, year old was killed around the corner from me yesterday, Amy. And, and I got texts from people saying that people were on their balcony with their phones, just shooting his body laying on the street. Yeah. 17 year old shot by a gun. They haven't found the person. So it's like gun violence is, and I'm with you with that. It's like, you know, I get the celebrityness of this situation and it's really tragic, but we do, we have a, and I'm not an anti-gun person. I think shooting guns is fun, but I will absolutely say we have a gun problem in this country. We just we're now like if you're on a movie set, you're getting sh- like killed by a gun. Well, yeah, I mean, what I what I was going to say. So there's that aspect of it, and I would also just we've just had this discussion. Is no longer you you don't need to have any kind of gun on a set. We can CGI in everything for crying out loud. We can make actors. They made Robert De Niro look young in a movie. Okay, they can do anything they want with CGI. But the point about this, we have a hurry up. Hurry up, get it done, get it done. Society, movies have been behind, you know, because of COVID shut down, but everybody wants to save money. And there is eventually, I think, going to come out. This is going to boil down to incompetence, but also incompetence based on the idea that, yeah, we want to get it done. We want to cut corners. We want to boom. So it's just tragic. It is looking like this will have an impact because I saw that one show is now a TV show, I think on ABC is no longer going to use, there's no reason for guns. I mean, there's no reason for guns on a set. You can do it all with CGI and a story. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. They don't have actual space lasers in star Wars. Do you think they're actually flying in space? Do you think that actor who's playing a Vietnam vet is actually an amputee? No, you know, so I mean, it's very sad. It's sad for everyone. I feel for Alec Baldwin. Whatever you may think of Alec Baldwin's politics and his personality, this is horrible. He did not set out to kill anyone. And this is just horrible. It's horrible for the woman's family. And it's just horrible. So um, hopefully this will end in something good will come out of something absolutely horrible. So... Yeah. Yeah, man. And speaking of horrible, the story that refuses to end. Did he end? Okay. Did did Dave Chappelle not start? I watched the entire special. Mm -hmm. He started the closer, which implies it's the end by saying this is the last time I'm going to talk about this. But yet, oops, he's still fucking talking about it. What does he want at this point? I'm being, I'm being very serious. What does he want? I, I am tired of rich people screaming and yelling about being canceled. He's not canceled. He's they, not canceled. First of all, nobody canceled. said he was canceled. No, he's he said he was canceled. He's not canceled. Don't cancel yourself and then be like, you're, he's not canceled. No one right. ever said he was canceled. He still has a and, deal. And now he's taking the, isn't he taking this special to arenas around? No, it's a documentary. Uh, it's a documentary he was working on a documentary about mm. a series of shows that he did during COVID. Ah, right. damn it. Sorry. I, I know it's playing in arenas. It's going to be playing. Yeah, I mean, and now he's saying that he's willing to talk to the trans community, but he's not going to bend to anybody's. In, so I don't, I'm willing listen. to talk to the trans yeah. community as long as you listen to what I have to say. And I, I, we've had the discussion. You and I are in agreement that we are. I'm like, stop paying attention to celebrities. They are not the fight. They're not well, it's not, it's not even stopped to me, stop paying attention to celebrities because he has a platform that many people don't have. The mm-hmm. point is, to me, he has made his point, whether you agree, we disagree with him, but he has made a point. There is a valid conversation to be have about gender. I don't think his is the forum to have it. But the point is, you have said it. You have done the damage, whatever damage you want to think is done. You have heard from the other side. Enough. It's why you it's like this is now going to be your new martyr. Dave Chappelle is not a martyr. He is not losing any money. I think it's the more he talks about it and more people keep talking about it. It's a huge hit for Netflix and it's worldwide. So it's like keep it. You know, I think I said it on the show last week. Just keep talking about it. It doesn't matter what you say. Talk about me. And then more people tune in and it's a win for Netflix. It's a win for him. And, you know, now his documentary will be playing in arenas and I'm sure he will sell out all of them with people going to see him and, you know, whatever. He would have before, happen. though. Yeah. I mean, he would have yeah, but, but even Yeah, but this all drives tickets. So, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? This is all part of a plan. It just... 
It's the it's talk about me. Just keep talking. So all of the people who agree with me just on principle will make sure the shows sell out. You know, it's that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I just think at this point he is he's done what he has to do and the and, and mm-hmm. the conversation is done. Mm-hmm. You said you were going to stop talking about it, then stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how much closure do you fucking want? Well, Done. you know, they like yeah. money, money, money. Yeah, well, he's not. We don't have to have a bake sale for Dave Chappelle anytime nope. soon. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Mm-mm. All right. Well, somebody who is also going to make money, money, money is this little underground. We've been championing this woman for a, a while now. She's really underground, uh, came out of like sort of the garage uh, techno hypha nation scene. What's her name? Adele? 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 Some lady. Adele. Yeah. Like yeah. Adele. Adele. That's it. Mm-hmm. Adele. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this really unheard of. I mean, oh my God. I hope she can make it singer. She just released her first single and how many streams Six. did it have? Oh, something like 24 million in the UK and some ridiculous amount here. And of course, she's broken all kinds of records and things. And of course, the record has gone in number one, basically all around the globe and stuff. But I don't in radio. She's got the most ads and media base and something, something. And she's like number one at like six formats. But. She's still really unknown, so I hope it works out for her. I hope it works out for her. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, really I mean, and you know what's really evidently sad? she's doing two shows at Hyde Park in but July. You know I really hope people come. No, see you it. know what's really sad, Courtney, mm-hmm. is that there's been no campaign behind None. this. I mean, the poor Zero. girl has had to basically go door to door singing, mm-hmm. putting up. I mean, you know, she's a listen. Support your local struggling artist, mm-hmm. please, poor Adele. Because poor you Adele. know she only had to buy her compound in LA because she could not afford that same compound no. in London. And I think you know she bought I mean? her ex-husband's house across yeah, the street, which like, I kind of like, actually. I kind of like well, the fact yeah, it's that... it's on yeah. her compound that has three homes. And yeah. she couldn't do that same thing no, in the UK no. because it would be just hundreds of so millions of pounds. So, go easy on so her. She's really struggling. She <laughs> yeah, really she's struggling. Has. She has. Um, all right. Another... All right. Speaking of struggle... Mm-hmm. Kyrie, uh, I can't. <laughs> okay, I just want to say, I, I want to say one thing about Kyrie because I know you uh-huh. got all right. So Kyrie Irving is with blah blah blah. You know, the Earth is flat. I'm not going to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He's been. He can no longer play for the the Nets because, like, 99 of the NBA, uh, they are vaccinated. He will not be vaccinated, so he's taken a hit financially. So all these people came out. To Another one to, we won't be having to have a bake sale for. Not he, at all. If he not loses a year. Yeah, if he loses a year, we we won't have to like stand outside with you know the friggin' pots at Christmas taking yeah. donations. His him. his yearly what he's going to be losing is the gross national product of many countries. You know so, what I'm saying? So there, what I find just hilarious is that mm. so there were all these like irate, mainly white people outside, free Kyrie, free Kyrie. I'm mm. sorry, where were these people when Colin Kaepernick decided to take a stand? Right. They were probably like. Shut up and dribble. Shut right. up and play. But suddenly, Kyrie is Mr. Anti-Vax because he's going to do his own research. He's going to do That's his always own. my favorite. I'm going to do my own research. Yeah. I'm going to Google, are vaccines really bad for you? <laughs> and something's going to come up and I'll go, see, it's on, it's on Google. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kyrie's an ass. And as Nick fans, we're very happy. Stay out. Stay out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, you know, watching those people try to bust through the doors of Barclays. I'm like, (laughs) listen, you and I disagree with this. I am vaccinated. I've even had my booster shot. I'm getting one. I do not believe in mandatory vaccines. I just don't believe in telling some. I don't want any. Everything I did was my choice. I am not down for anybody telling me something that I have to do to my body. But I would also, I'm also the person who would be like, so I know I can't, I got to sit this shit out because I'm not willing to do this thing right right now. You know what I mean? So I understand not wanting, like I'm worried about the city vaccine vaccine mandates that go into effect Friday. When you see the, the percentage of police and EMT and fire people who are not, that is going to affect us if all of those people are now shut down from working. You know what I mean? I don't need to know that there's half the police. You're okay with having half the police in the no, city? No, I'm okay. You're okay with, with having almost no, half, half I'm the firemen okay. in the city? No, I'm okay with the fact that it's mandatory vaccines vaccines that nobody was anti-vax until this vaccine right. if you send your kids well, to public school they, no but not this kind of thing they were anti like childhood 
Listen, if you send your kid to public school, they have to be vaccinated. If you if you have a baby, you have to have a car seat. This is public. It's a public safety issue. It'd be one thing if this was mandatory vaccines last December when we were all sort of like, what's going on with this? Now it's like, get over yourself. You're a policeman. Your job is to protect and serve. You are not protecting. You are not serving if you are not. When you when unmasked policemen are throwing people off the trains for asking them to put on a mask. Bullshit. Put on a mask. Put on a mask and get back. They don't have to get vaccinated. They can get tested once a week. They're no, just that's being- the thing. For some, there's not. A, they they didn't give the city people testing options. That is my problem with it. Amy. Well, I think they should. No, be. then Your you public servant. To, then give them testing options. I, I just like I believe we should not tell a woman what she could do with her body at all. I don't think we should tell anybody what they should be able to do. But with Courtney, their body. the difference is, is if I have an abortion, it's not going to make you sick. I understand that, but still, totally I different. Don't, I don't feel like I should tell you know your health and what's going on. I don't feel like I should tell you you need to take this vaccine because this thing is going on. Then it should be like you still have to wear a mask and you have to get tested twice, three times a week. Well, you they're not have, wearing. I masks. believe I believe you should have that option. I am not down for because I feel like with this government and where we are, I don't believe in like in giving them that permission to tell people to do that. Give them a testing option. I will tell you this. If Trump mm-hmm. were president, the NYPD would be taking that vaccine. This is totally political. If this Trump was to- president, he would put in some statement. There'd be no vaccine mandates. Be- no, not at all. I mean, well, I mean, we're going well, to don't worry. We'll see right. soon because the, the Democrats are about to lose in the midterm elections anyway. And they're probably gonna, like Joe Biden is doing such a terrible job. Even I won't vote for him again. That's just it. Well, so. I, I don't. Yeah, I, we are going to agree to disagree mm-hmm. on this. One. We're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> totally agree to disagree. I know we do. We do. And it's OK. No, it's perfectly fine. And, and, and I'm not an anti-vax person. You know me. I listen. I got. Went right up and got my booster shot. No right. tea, no shade. And you saw me really on the hunt like when mm-hmm. you were a teacher you got to get your vaccine you saw me on the hunt like i want this shit because i knew too many people who died and and the people i knew who got it and were really sick it just didn't sound like anything i ever wanted to experience no, so it's, I was, it's, it's horrible it's yeah so one. i was really really you know that so i am absolutely i would love to see people just get it i just don't like the idea of them being like you get it or else you lose your job i'm not really down for well that. Then lose their job. <laughs> you took an you Ooh, took an oath. Hardcore, you took an oath. Baby, no, no, it's York a public wellness. health <laughs> issue, and this is the only time the police. First off, the police union. Fuck the police union. All right, you know damn well that the police union is a right wing. Very racist kind of that guy is no. I, this is getting to. I we're going to agree to disagree on this one. But I'm getting my booster on Friday, and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about something a little happier? You want to talk about the beginning of it's something we agree on is that our love for Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. All right, so why don't you you can intro it? Insecure, so Insecure's fifth and final season. Yay, right. boo, sad started this past Sunday, and you know I think that. What has impressed me the most about this show is the fact that Issa um, gave a lot of Black people really important jobs and people of color behind the scenes, like the kind of things that will really help them in Hollywood, like writer's room jobs, showrunner jobs, producer jobs, you know, the kind of gigs that... You know, we we get a lot of black people in front of the camera, so it's it's a great show for that. And the writing was really great, and I love the first episode. And last final seasons can be hard, right? Because people have so much ex- expectation when they've fallen in love with characters, and you know, there's been a couple of uh, final episodes and, and finales, especially on HBO, that people have not been happy with, and final seasons that people haven't been happy with. But I really thought that this was an uh, excellent kickoff to their last season showing me that it's going to be smart and well written and i think we're going to be happy with how everybody ends up or where they end up yeah my only issue with with the show is i still can't figure out how she affords those clothes working at a non-profit but that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) yeah but she doesn't really molly like Issa doesn't really not molly Issa doesn't really wear a bunch of designer clothes for her no not really 
not her um, character. Molly no, was more designer than she. Yeah, does. it's a fun show. It's really good. I, I I fell kind of in love with it from the beginning. Mm. Uh, to me, I know more women like that than I know girls that were in Girls. But these right. are. Um, it's a love letter to Black LA, which I mm. like a lot. Fantastic music supervision. I think yeah, Raphael Sadiq is behind it. Great, great. Um, the director, whose name I'm going to totally mangle, but uh, was a video a black Greek woman. Melina, mm-hmm. um, but uh, um, I don't want to mangle her last mm-hmm. name. Great, uh, you know, started in video, used this, uh, did a, a, a film a couple of years ago. But no, it's a fun series. Yeah, she series. did Queen and Slim, and she still does a bunch yeah. of videos. She's um, worked with a lot of my artists when, when yeah. I was at... I am. Yeah. I mean, this is not, you know, if it ends badly, it ends badly. Life goes on. But um, yeah, but we always want it to end well. You know, I'm not invested in it. No, what I love, I I am. I love that show. And I think it was been an important show for black people that I just and for me, I want it to end Great. Like it doesn't have to have a. Ha- I'm not one of those that thinks that everything has to have a happy ending. I just yeah. like when things have been written well. I like them to end written well. I just wanted to get rid of Lawrence. Well, she did on the no. first episode. Well, the first episode. I just yes, wanted to get rid I, of him. Yes, but I feel like you know the thing that's interesting, right? Is it just seemed like because this is the first serious time is back since really the pandemic and all of mm-hmm. that it feels like it's written with that in mind like how so many people went through changes and decided what they really wanted for their lives during the pandemic and just started forcing people to make change i like that you could see what you see in her is actually her really growing up and realizing that what she doesn't want anymore and really trying to focus her life. And I think that ending of that, hopefully no spoiler breaks. I hope you oh, you haven't watched it right now. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I do think that um, for some reason, I think this time the way she said it and the way he knew, I think this is it. Cause you know, that's that. Haven't you ever been at that place with somebody who you've been, you feel like you've been connected to for a long time, but you know, it's not right. But when you have that one, when you've really come to the place where you're like, I can't. This isn't going. It's not it. Well, I've and never had know. an ex knock somebody up while we were together. So um, <laughs> I will say that I've dodged that bullet. Um, right. The only thing it's it, uh, interesting that we, that we want to introduce Joe, but there's no indication that this is happening in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody's no. wearing a mask. It's really I just weird. Said, right. Right. Which is good. I like that. Right. You're just continuing the story and sometimes yeah. you have it in and sometimes you have it yeah. out and you've created a fantasy world. But evidently, People are really upset because uh, Amanda Seals' character is wearing, you know, I guess, AKA paraphernalia and a lot of pink and green. And if you notice, you never really use real fraternity in anything black. They always make up fraternities and sororities. And, you know, that their paraphernalia and their colors, that is really protected. And folks are not happy. I'm sorry. This is just a tragedy. How will we go on? All right. We have AKs to listen to this show. What we don't need is them mad at us, too. So you're going to stop right there. Thank you very much. I didn't say anything negative about it. No. I didn't say anything negative about it. Don't say anything. That's the best way to get there. They're a rough bunch, including my cousin Uh, Kim, who I had this debate with, who listens to our show. And I'm like, I don't understand. I was like, I'm all like, I don't understand why people are upset. Wrong. Yeah, I no, I, I I joke. I was never in a fraternity. I was in the Girl Scout, so I understand. You should not wear a Girl Scout uniform unless you're a Girl Scout. Um, but please come no, with the cookies because I do love the no, cookies. No, those cookies. Oh. Let me just tell you something. No, the thin no, mints no. and the oh, samosas. No, thin, oh, no. Thin, the mints samosas. Are, thin mints should be mandatory. I mean, they're so... And then I like them frozen. Frozen them, thin mints should be mandatory. Ooh, so we'll have good. a conversation when it's Girl Scout season because yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, is yeah, coming yeah. up. I'll let it you is. know. Yeah, All right. We are going to introduce uh, our friend Joe Quazala is coming up and we cannot wait to talk to him. Uh, so here's Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> hi. How are you? I'm good. That's hello, good. Oh, hi. Hello. You're usually uh, Joe, Courtney, Courtney, Joe. Hi, Courtney. Hello. Hey, howdy. <laughs> I always forget that you're I always 
thought you were an East Coast person, and that is the best compliment I can give you. No, <laughs> you really. I, I when you. I found out that you lived on the West Coast, I was like, wow, he is pulling the greatest <laughs> con of all time. <laughs> I appreciate that. You never want to be the guy who's like, uh, yeah, you've got a real. Uh, Los Angeles vibe. No, you totally. <laughs> I'm giving you totally. Well, that fact, would include that would include like a hat because there's yeah. always a hat involved. <laughs> no, I, I had a whole backstory for you. I was like the son of civil servants from a small a, a, a town outside of Pittsburgh. That was my that was my whole backstory for you. I mean, that's that's not that's like pretty that's pretty close. I oh mean, good. Oh good. I'm I'm from the northern suburbs of Pittsburgh. <gasps> And my mom worked for a food bank. So you're like, oh, you know, we're like you know. related. Well, anyway, welcome to you, Joe, from the fabulous Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, um, which you do. Okay, can I just wait? Can I Please. just start with this question? Yeah. Like, what did you wake up one day and you were just like, I'm really interested in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let me do a podcast on that. Like, yeah. how did that know. start? I know. I know. <laughs> I think, you know. It's hard. It's hard to pinpoint a, a specific uh, inciting incident, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I think you know. I kind of grew up a VH1 kid. Mm -hmm. Is like, I don't know my like. Did you watch my, me on Four on the Floor? Four on the Floor. Somehow Four on the Floor went ah, over my. It's all right. <laughs> missed me. It's missed okay. me somehow. It's all right. But like the when I was you know I guess coming of age or like kind of learning uh, you know I was very in that very uh, absorbent. Uh, period uh i like there were that's when vh1 was doing a lot of lists and doing a lot of uh you know the 100 greatest whatever and you know i love the 80s and it just felt like a real pop culture primer mm -hmm. and one of the things that was on vh1 at that time was the was the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremonies uh that they would broadcast and so it was like okay this was just that was all part of my education in rock in in music history and i think that's it was that plus my dad's from cleveland so we would go to cleveland to like visit my my grandparents and stuff and uh we would go to the museum and i was i felt there was a, there was a really good classic rock station in, in pittsburgh as well so i would like listen to that and like you know they would play like deep cuts and so i i don't know it all kind of like came together in a way where you know, years later, I found out other people were not paying attention to the rock hall. Right. And that was a, that was surprising I mean, to me. Go figure. Yeah. Well, so that's Kristen, Kristen Stutter, who is the, um, the mirror to your Stilla, I suppose, or something like that. Sure. Um, Although we are, we are not uh, romantically involved. I know. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not. Okay. So she's the May to your nickels. You know, I, I, would it be would it be arrogant if I said the the Robin to my stern? No, no, no. no. <laughs> that actually In fact, high compliment. At least you didn't say the Baba Booey to your stern. Right? No, no, no. I think because that's what I mean. We I think we established that we mentioned that as a reference early on in the show, and she said she said I'm like the Robin. I said to my Batman, that wasn't good. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Right. So, so she sort of plays the role of like, really, really? Who cares about mm -hmm. this? Yeah, ground grounding the conversation <laughs> for the average listener, you know, because we can we can get pretty inside baseball, you know, but I don't want it to be that way. I want I want anyone to be able to to listen to it and understand what's going on. So if like we're talking about this. You know, kind of esoteric thing. She can chime in and be like, "What? What are you talking about? When did this happen? Who are these people? Why would this? Et cetera, et cetera." That sounds like me and Courtney on basically every issue with mm -hmm. me taking that position. Like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, okay. So I have said this before. Full disclosure: I am in the illustrious Opus Dei Illuminati. You know, the secret. You know, password. Cabal. The, the cabal. Yes, the, I. I always call it Opus Day with deli with snacks, but we don't even get that because <laughs> we've been on Zoom. I am on the nominating committee. I'm the person that everybody hates. I get tons of Twitter going. Why isn't blah 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 in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Leave me alone. So um, I have promised you that when I do leave 
by my own decision or by their decision, I will spill uh-huh. everything. But for obvious mm. reasons, yeah, I cannot say a lot about a lot. But right. I will ask you if um, what do you think have been the biggest surprises for this year in terms of the inductions or lack thereof? Yeah. So, I mean, for decades, the hall has been kind of stubborn about this technicality with two artists, Tina Turner and Carol King, who were in already, but they were, their inductions did not fully encompass the significance of their careers. Tina Turner being only inducted with Ike and Carol King only being inducted as a songwriter with Jerry Goffin. And, you know, there had been a lot of noise on, I don't know, but a lot of noise in my world. It seems like a lot of noise in your head, but like a lot of noise in my head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, the fact that Tina Turner had a significant solo career by herself and that Carol King had a performing (laughs) career by herself and neither of those things were technically acknowledged. I did not see the hall ever rectifying that. And the fact that they did both at the same time, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I have something to say about that. (laughs) Please go off. (laughs) You know, I thought it was great that Carole King got in as a songwriter. I think it's fine that she got in as a performer. But like I said to Amy, I think she got in because of Tapestry. Like if you really ask people about... And to me... I don't know how that jumped over a Dionne Warwick who really that recording career went from, you know, the 60s through the 90s of really being relevant and having so many records, so many hits. And really, she was that international Black superstar who played around the world. She was the Whitney Houston of her day. And while I do think Carol is very deserving, I'm like, how did that get over a Dion who I really felt like, one, when she made it onto the the short list, I was like, holy shit. Like, I never really thought about Dion for the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. And it made perfect sense. And so, yeah. yeah. And Shaka Khan, you know, you and I, we've all had this conversation. And that shock, I, okay, I did not vote for Carol King because... Talking to Courtney about it, I suddenly realized, name another album besides Tapestry. And I couldn't. And Tapestry changed all our lives. If you were a depressed, <laughs> long-haired teenage girl in the suburbs, you listened to Tapestry. Right. Singing about the love you hadn't even had yet because you were 13 <laughs> and a virgin. But you sung along with it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I could have been very happy with her saying as a songwriter, but Tina, I think it's like a, a that was a no brainer. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a no brainer. But uh, the Shaka Khan thing blows our collective mind. I just don't. Right, Shaka yeah. Khan has sang with everybody, everyone, every. She's still singing. She's playing here next weekend. That just meant, I mean, at this point, I feel like you guys have to give her one of those special recognition slots and just put her in there because it makes no uh, sense. It's almost like they're never going to vote for her. So she has to be committee voted in. Yeah, I get the sense that that is likely to happen if we do not see her. I would predict that it'll happen as soon as next year because we're starting to see that, like with LL Cool J getting in the side door in a category that previously had not really been established for him in any way. That that category used to mean something specific, the musical excellence category. I am referring to. Right, I thought it was now, something different. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was. No. It was where they uh, acknowledged like an Amit Erdogan, or they mm-hmm. acknowledged more well, non. To be, if, if I can, if oh, I can please. put in and yeah. be the uh, the encyclopedic robot who uh, knows too much on. about that's this. That's why you're on. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know the non-performer category is like for your Amit Erdogans and you know for Jack Holzman, whoever. Uh, and they now, they've named it the Ahmed Erdogan Award. That's what's going to Clarence Avant this year. Mm-hmm. But the musical excellence category used to be called the sideman category. Right. And it has evolved into the musical excellence category so they can broaden it a little bit. So, you know, in, in the beginning, it used to be session musicians, Hal Blaine, James Jamerson, guys like that, who, you know, played on a million records, but their name wasn't on the front. Right. Uh, 
And then when they, they seem to want to make it a little more malleable, like say for a Leon Russell, who was a session musician, but also had a solo career, you know, and also did so many other things that just his solo career would not fully encompass his impact. Same thing with, and I think Billy Preston this year is a perfect example of that same thing that they're trying to do. Yeah, he, he played with the Stones, he played with the Beatles, but he also had all these great songs by himself. Uh, he also wrote songs, et cetera, et cetera. And that seemed to be what the category was for, but then you put in LL Cool J, it becomes pretty obvious. This is also just a catch-all category for someone you can't get in through. And craft work as well. Normal craft work is early influence. Oh, so they have, they have also <laughs> started to bend the rules of what mm-hmm. that means as well, because early influence used to mean pre-rock. You know, and so like Charlie Patton this year makes perfect sense, you know, and it's for your Robert Johnson's, you know, it's meant for the the artists that came before the rock era. And they've started and they in the years past have kind of bended those rules a little bit to put like Freddie King or Wanda Jackson in there mm-hmm. when they aren't exactly pre-rock, but still they're early enough that you can get away with it. But then you put in Gil Scott Heron and Kraftwerk and you're like, OK. Right. We are we are changing the we are changing the rules to to widen the net. Joe, I have a question for you. And Karen Glover, who is an, another Domcom member and a friend, mm-hmm. and Todd Rundgren whisperer and super fan, you <laughs> could make the argument that Todd Rundgren be- belongs in that musical excellence the, because yes. he is as well known as a producer, and I would venture to say his influence is even stronger as a producer. Mm-hmm. you know, could, yeah. than it is as a performer. So I think so. Yeah. I think he is, he was certainly a candidate for that uh, category, but I also think if you can get someone in the normal voting way, then you will do that. Cause you, you like, like we're saying this category, it's, it seems like either you, they don't think they can get in through the normal way, or it's like Nile Rogers is another person who, got in as musical excellence and famously Sheik was nominated a historic 11 times. The, uh, the Susan Lucci of the uh, rock and roll hall of fame. Truly. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anyone is ever going to hit that number of nominations again. I think at this point, the hall will do something about it before we reach that level, uh, that embarrassing level of nominations. Um. All right, so I don't have the poop on this. Courtney doesn't have the poop on this. But do you have any idea, like, who gets the most vote? Like, the I know you have your spies everywhere. Um, no, I, I mean, I have my theories, but I, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I can... It depends on like, are you are you asking about anybody specifically? Are you asking about like this year? Yeah, yeah, this year. I mean, I I would. I have one. Bet, I, have, I have a specific one. I'd bet a lot of money Tina Turner got the most votes. Yeah. Yeah. But what about Pat Benatar? To me, I oh to me that I thought Pat Benatar should have been a lock. Courtney is oh, yeah. still. Been a Courtney lock. is still crying can, about this. I cannot. You should. You should all be crying. It's our loss. Understand how yeah. Pat Benatar did not get enough votes to so, get into yeah. the Rock Hall. Like how. How is that humanly possible? It doesn't see. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And we were we considered her of that year like the lock, you know, because she checked so many boxes. Right. You can always count on a classic rock act to get in. Right. That's like that's easy money. Um, and that year, and that was just last year. So that was also like it was like Doobie Brothers and Pat Benatar getting in. No problem. But then it's also like, how often do you get someone who's so purely classic rock, but also you can you can assuage the guilt of the rock hall voters by giving them a woman. A, right. a, and it doesn't have to defy any genres. It is pure rock the way the rock hall usually goes for it. So it should be such an easy choice. Headlined arena, she right. was she out, hit album after hit album after right. hit album, like did that shit, man. Went on, stayed on the road, yes, everything, and then it was like boom, no pat. And I and he, really, yeah. I was just like, I need somebody to make me understand. Yeah, I think I can do that. Happen. I think I can, and this is all me theorizing. Mm-hmm. I obviously do not know 
what happened. I think it is the eighties career, the softer stuff, the, the, we belong together, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, taking away from the, you know, more pure rock stuff. I think mm-hmm. with the kind of, I there are a lot of voters in the, in the rock hall who I think are purists in that way. And that kind of stuff can get, that can hang them up where they want someone, you know, who's like, Oh, I want a, you know, a classic challenging album. And it's like, that's not what Pat Benatar did. Right. And like, that's not taking anything away from her. She put out incredible singles, like, rocking but also at at times you know on the spectrum of pop as well Mm -hmm. i think that can i think that's part of the reason why uh the heels were drug with tina was because you know that was you look at the ike and tina stuff and that's more and then the big quotes rock and roll Mm -hmm. than say you know the 80s production uh output I think that's involved. I also don't think Pat Benatar was really engaging too much in the mm-hmm. process. I don't know how much that ultimately affects her likelihood, but I think if you get the sense that an artist really wants it, like I look at the Go-Go's yeah. this year who were like, all of them were active on Twitter and, you know, even taking it, they also had the benefit of a great publicity. I mean, that sounds year. like some shit with women because Radiohead very much acted like they didn't want it, right? And they, did, and they did not get in their first year, though. Right, which, but, they, but they're in. Yeah, but they, they, they also, they make, uh, Radiohead fills, I want to get back to something you said about Pat because it's something interesting. About, Radiohead makes the Rock Hall look cool. And Absolutely. Radiohead brings in a younger. I mean, it really. This was when they're shifting to a younger. Yeah, but they, yeah, but that again, it sounds like some men shit, right? Because they know they have a woman problem. It would have looked cool yeah. to put Pat Benatar in there as it, a for woman sure. who stood out there and did it for decades as the one. Well, I know? think that there's two things maybe mm-hmm. have. Maybe it's possible that everybody thought she was going to get in, and so they didn't vote for it. That's a good theory. I I did it. I mean, off the record, I did not vote for Janet, even though I thought Janet was more than deserving because I knew she was a lock. That I knew. But I also think it's funny what you said about We Belong, because that's A, my favorite Pat Benatar song. And um, (laughs) shout out to Tropico. That's a great album. I'm sorry, but like (laughs) the Doobie Brothers have like schmaltz schmaltzy songs chicago yeah. is like sh- oh my god yeah schmaltz central journey are you kidding me schmaltzorama heart has schmaltzy stuff too so like all of a sudden the rock hall goes oh no there's a song where she's not screaming in spandex we can't let her in uh i don't know joe i, I know think it's the mean, politics yeah. i think it's the I, politics. I think it's about and she didn't engage at all like i don't think i never saw really any acknowledgement Nothing. Of, of the mm-hmm. of the announcement not at all so Tina I, had the documentary yeah she's older now joe what about eurythmics Ugh. i thought they were a lock as well i'm like they check a lot of boxes for who they were the music they wrote hits here hits yeah. around the world mm-hmm. annie lennox they gave you image. There was, I feel like they, they, they really came along. Nobody looked like them, sounded like them, and had solid years of back to back to back hit albums. To, yeah. to me, it seemed like something that the Rock Hall would like. Innovative, still nobody sounds like them. We still really respect it. Why? Yeah, and, they they, and it? yeah, they're well liked yeah. too. Like in the industry, both Dave and Annie, like you know, have worked with a lot of people. So you'd think, I think that is a. I would chalk that up to uh, some stiff competition that year. There were a lot of like classic rock acts who had long been snubbed and were primed to be inducted that year. It ended up for being kind of a boring year. It was 2018. What was Uh, that year? What was that year? So you ended up getting the Moody Blues, Bon Jovi, the Cars, Dire Straits, all in the same year. Okay. You'd okay. Um, for those of you for the listeners. For those of you who are just (laughs) listeners, Amy has now put a pretend gun to her head because that was the year I went, oh D, I don't think anybody, nobody I voted for. And I was listening to Dire Straits last night for some reason. And I'm like, how did these guys get in? I know. How did these guys get in? The bright the bright spot of that year is Nina Simone got in and then Sister Rosetta Tharp as early influence. But still, you just have so many artists who are in kind of a similar lane. But I think the competition was just stiff in a way that like those four acts that I said are 
that is catnip for the typical boring rock hall voter that you can kind of you can kind of count on that like that's yeah. what they're that's what they're gonna go for you mean the, uh, this is you mean the my always favorite hip-hop is in rock and roll man <laughs> hip-hop is in rock and roll it's yeah like, oh my god it's 2021 and we're still having this conversation oh my god why are we still having this conversation and that would have been yeah yeah, twenty. I mean, twenty eighteen would have been. See, the thing, the other thing about twenty eighteen is that was the year Radiohead did not get in mm-hmm. when they became eligible, which was such a shock because you would think like, oh yeah, they're going to be one of the gimmies of obvious first year eligible new bands like of their generation, like who's more important of a rock band, and they and they didn't get in that year either, and. So, you know, the 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 pull of dire straits is just too enticing. I mean, no for disrespect the to the guy. He's a Sultan's a swing is a great you song. Know, He's a I'm great guitar player. To be disrespect- but, right, but it's like, are you uh, fucking really? kidding me right now? Well, uh, who, are, who are, I always used to do it before. Before I was, I'm happy uh, for everybody if you get in, but when you see who some people beat, you're yeah, like, oh, I mean, who would they? I used to win before I was exalt to the exalted status. <laughs> I used to just look at my ballot and go, okay, who do I like? Obviously, but who would they influence? Who has Dire Straits influence? Uh, nobody. New York Dolls have influenced everybody in their motherfucking mother. Excuse my French. But who have you influenced? You've influenced nobody. All right, and he's from what I understand, he's not a nice guy. And Seems like a prickly pear. He didn't yeah. show up. He didn't show up uh, to the ceremony famously. And then like their bass player gave the induction speech yeah. for themselves. <laughs> yeah, they inducted was, themselves. I'd like to give a, myself the Academy Award. I mean, it's, it's and that's not their fault. That is the hall's fault. And that should have been handled differently because that is regardless of what you think of an artist, you make them induct themselves for the yeah, first time sad. in rock all history. Yeah. That's like a slap in the face. Yeah. It's, it's like, here's your, here's your thing. We'll meet you in the, in the parking you know lot that, near the Burger King. That, that makes it seem like everybody else said no, that they asked, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you're going to be inducting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Figure it out. Um, let me, so next year, I don't even, uh, you probably know who is up next year. Uh, the big, the, the big ones, the big ones, big ones, Eminem. Oh, so that's our, can we agree now? Can we make our predictions now that that's a lock? I think so. Okay, I think so. Uh, that's really the only the only big one for next year. Um, and so that's that's one that I would. And, you know, for, for the I feel like for the first time in some time, we have maybe an opening for rage to not have to compete against another, oh. uh, you know, 90s kind of alt-rock Tom, Tom Morello has a column now in the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I like Tom. He's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. But I think this is basically, I mean, yeah. I mean, how does that work? Considering the fact that he's a very vocal part of the whole Rock Roll Hall of Fame. I know. I mean, what does his name come up and everybody yes. just sits silently? And yes. Just yes. I think, well, I my like, theory is yikes. that Rage, yes. Rage is just, yes. they're, they're always on a ballot that is uh, a little hard for them. And I think they're always just outside. You know, I don't think they're, I don't think they're doing poorly on the ballot but I think they're they're coming in at the top of the middle uh, and just just missing the cut. And I always think it's because, and again, you have to get in the mindset of these voters who are who are not, you know, the most uh, they're not the most exciting bunch. Uh, and I, I so at at the moment, it's I I kind of think like all right. Usually, if there's a newly eligible act, a '90s act, it's one through the door a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, he's they're going up against like this year was Foo Fighters or it's Pearl Jam or it's whoever they have to kind of fight against to try and get through the door. It's or Nine Inch Nails like it it shouldn't have to be that way. We should be able the same way with hip hop. We should be able to have more than one through the door. But if you're thinking realistically, realistically about the way these people think, uh you kind of you can give it slots and then your your predictions will be pretty well, on point. I actually think one of the problems with Rage is a lot of people know their name but don't know their music. I I think a lot of people if you say Rage against the machine, oh I I know their name. They know them, they know that they were important, but they don't really know their music. You know? 
Yeah. I, I wonder if that's because I think about my generation um, and like, you know, someone who, like I was born in 1987. And so, <laughs> okay. rage. This conversation like, is over. Thank just you so ended. much, Thank you. Thank Bye. you for coming on. Like, Thanks, but it's, in, but it's interesting. <laughs> because, I mean, like, and obviously. I was already out of high school. <laughs> I had a baby. Two, I had a baby two years after you were born. <laughs> I can hang, hang out with that, with that adult baby now. Um, who has but, a baby for Christ's yeah, sake? For your generation, do they, you feel like your generation, do you feel like they know, they may know the name, Rage Yes. Oh, no. Like we know we know like a dozen songs right yeah and, but the thing is my generation nobody my generation has a ballot right. um you know like it, it's mostly it's mostly you have to think like a boomer i think when you are thinking hey, about i resemble that <laughs> <laughs> well didn't they i thought they sorry were sorry for rolling my eyes i when thought I when they boomer, brought but... new people in recently because you said that you know there were some changes there that there were some younger folks kind of brought into the face. So, Frey, that was not the case. We I have, mean, that you, might I'm be the saying, case. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Joe. I was going to say we're diff- we're talking about the voting po- the voting body as opposed to the nomcom. It's a mm-hmm. totally different, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Because you know the nominating committee often makes interesting choices, and then they make the ballot, which you'll see a lot of great names on the ballot mm-hmm. that then have to go to dot 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 the voting body. And that is like a thousand ish people where if, I mean, if you think the nominating committee is shadowy, like at the very least we have the names of the people on the nominating committee, the voting body, there's no, there's no, or do you (laughs) Hey, Amy, for the most part, (laughs) you're you're the one you can't, you can't speak in this portion of our show. You want to be quiet. I'll be going out and getting a cup of coffee. Yeah. You you want to stay in your vaulted vaulted (laughs) position of, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? All right. I'll be putting my feet up. Go Courtney. Uh, but it's, it's it's the you have to think of the the voting body. You know, it, it can be all it can and is all sorts of different people. But you you the way I think of it is like all right, it's mostly people who've been inducted. So it's like who's Gene Simmons voting for? Right. That, you know? Oh right. <laughs> right. And you know, there's a perpetuating cycle of like. You induct eight members of Journey. Mm-hmm. They are going. They all vote now, and right. they are probably going to vote for artists who are make similar music to Journey. And what is difficult is the Rock Hall in recent years have not inducted. I mean, they've inducted a lot of white guy bands, right? And then they will induct a posthumous black person. You know, and then, so I have no... said they love if you're black, honey, if you're dead, you're in Donna. Yeah. Summer. Because I said to a friend of mine, I was like, if Donna Summer was alive, she would not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They would not. They would. Oh, they, I mean, they, they'd be, they would be pr- like, oh, no, she's disco. But the fact that's that she basically died, been proven yeah. because she was alive and on the ballot about five times. And then as soon as she died, she got in. Whitney Houston getting so, in. I feel I feel like they gave it to her because Whitney was dead. She had an amazing voice. But when you go back to it, she did not produce her record. She did not write. You know what I mean? And if she was alive, I think a lot of people would debate whether she should be there because she didn't produce the records and she didn't write them. Yeah, I, I see the hall changing a little bit. We're starting to be able to understand that an artist can have value if they didn't write their songs. Right. I mean, it, it was okay if it was Elvis. Right. Or the Supremes. It, I right. mean, yeah. you have to basically knock out every Motown act except for Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye if that were the criteria. I mean, yeah. writing and producing. I, I uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What were we saying? The hall is bad. The hall is bad. No, <laughs> no. Courtney, we was that. Courtney was saying no, that. <laughs> I don't think the hall is bad. I do think that they have a, a black woman problem saying you put yes. Aretha Franklin and it's like, okay, she's Aretha Franklin. She got in there the first. Great. But it's like, it seems to be a lot of the black women other than Janet. And I feel like Janet got in that year. There was just so much momentum. Really, it had all yeah. come out how how Les Moonves Moon really stuff, absolutely. derailed her. All of that. And it's I a perfect storm. And I think that was the moment to say, as the music industry, we stand behind you, Janet. That was perfect. But if you think of all of the other black women, other than what, like Gladys Knight, she was alive and she got it. And Tina is alive, but Tina's not going to be there. Yeah. Most of the black women have been dead. Oh, yes. 
And I mean, listen, this year, and Amy knows this, I worked the phones. Mm-hmm. So I was, ca- I was calling up voters to not only if, <laughs> not only hear who they're voting for, but if they hadn't filled out their ballot yet, start to make a case for my artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's one of the things I, I brought up to a lot of voters because when I talk, one, one thing that was kind of surprising or maybe not surprising with some of these voters is they're not familiar with the context of the hall. They don't know who's been inducted recently. They're just kind of looking at the names in front of them. Mm -hmm. And that's something I brought up and I, and I did it in a, you know, with, with facts, with statistics. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was pushing for Dion pretty hard. I voted for Mm -hmm. Dion because of you. No, I did. I decided to give, I decided because I like you guys. And I said, you know what? That's what friends are for. Hey, (laughs) right. We, we, we learn and we listen from, (laughs) from Dion's work. But I, but you know, if you look, if you look at it through that lens, your options. I mean, sometimes you got you got to pull the guilt, but it's also justice. You know, it's like you look at who has been inducted, and it's mostly even even if you take it beyond black women and just black artists. You know, it's like Whitney, Biggie, Tupac, Donna Summer, Nina Simone. Uh, Mr. Rosetta Tharp. Yes, there are yes. not. Yeah, but we're talking about all the people living. Right, right, they're all yeah. dead. Sure. The, 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 um, when you look at that and see the fact that the hall just does not induct living black people, it should, it should make the choices pretty obvious. And I've been trying to push, and Amy knows this, put in some black bands, put in Cool in the Gang. Right. Where you can get, you know, maybe four and it's been since I've been preaching this a few of them have passed away and so it's it's getting you know it's the priority I think is high I think it's still at this point you can get maybe four or five living members of cool in the gang at one point if if we had been on this it could have been many many more but I think you know I think about the there are a lot of great uh bands groups I nominated gap band one year and it did not. I, did they make it onto the ballot? I no, don't know. No, okay. they did not. I think. See, I, you know, you know, you know. I think strategically too. I, I think there are bands and artists before the Gap Band that have a little more of a body of work and a mainstream acceptance. Like, I mean, Cool and the Gang. You look at their hits, and you can. It's maybe it's easy to forget, but like, you look at Cool and the Gang's hits. Over, you know, and they were one of the seventies funk bands. Look at the Commodores. Only, look at the Commodores. Yes. Hits. Look at and, the and Brothers I, Johnson. Know, look at their hits. You the know? Commodores were brought up this year. Mm-hmm. Actually, they were. And look, Lionel Richie's inducting Clarence Avon this year. That might be. Uh, oh, okay. Might, might be setting up. So, speaking of this year, Joe, what do you think about this year's class, and and what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm I'm pleased. I mean, I really wanted Dion, but. Uh, Otherwise, like this, this class was predictable when you put on the ballot in a good way, though. Right. The Go-Go's getting in the first female rock band to be inducted. That's very exciting. Uh, I love that. And I love, you know, half the acts are women. Tina, yeah. Carol, Go-Go's. And then I'm, so, I'm thrilled that Jay-Z is getting in, you know, Jay-Z not getting in on his first year of eligibility would have been evidence of a flaw in in the system because he is a no <clears throat> he's a no brainer to me uh, and I think that's great and then um, you know Foo Fighters sure great uh, I mean I'm not I knew that was going to happen um, all right and then you know I, I, I like Todd Rundgren um, he's not showing up but oh he's not yeah. showing up no he's not no he's not he's he's made it very clear very uh, and not only is he not showing up isn't he playing a show like literally five minutes Cincinnati. away he's in Cincinnati so he'll be in state uh, as, a, as a major troll move <laughs> good work Todd I um, <laughs> I love it in a way. I, I absolutely think that's the most rock and roll thing to do right being right. like not only am I like Fuck you! I'm not coming. I'm playing across the street. Across the street, <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. with a jumbotron of my I, show. I, yeah, I'm playing. I could do this. 
That is and such I'm, a I'm big available. fuck you. Right. I'm in like, the middle of COVID, I'll be indoors. <laughs> I'll be indoors at another show. Let me what, what is his issue with showing up? Is he like, did he's I? Cranky. He's, he's cranky. cranky. he's cranky. He's um, cranky. And it's that thing of like, uh, he's it probably took too long little, for him to yeah, get in. So ornery like, about, you know, the time it took and the fact that he'd been on the ballot a few times before he got in. It's like, get, get, I'm like, get over yourself. When do this, I, you know, why I love that because the kids will do that bullshit. They're like, I'm not showing her up, but trust me, his people immediately on all of his materials will have. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, all yeah. class up, blah, 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 blah. Like, you yeah. don't want to show up, but you're not like, don't send the shit to my house. <laughs> I know. So, who do you think is going to induct Jay-Z? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, who do you think? Oh, you man. Think? So, I have a theory. So, I have a theory. I have, I have, I have been, because that's the one they haven't announced, and mm-hmm. uh, I've been, I've been theorizing about it at length. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I have a few, a few, I, I have some, like, balls to the walls, crazy ideas. Because mm-hmm. I think about, I think about the um, excellence that will be in the building, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Carol King or Paul McCartney or uh, Lionel Richie, or um, I just keep lines, keep being drawn in my head from some of the people who are going to be there to former president Barack Obama. I think Obama. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think Obama. I really do. LeBron would make sense because of their relationship, and he's and an Ohio it's guy. It's Cleveland, yeah. And he's right. an Ohio that's guy. That's another one. Uh, that's, Kendrick yeah. already inducted somebody. I don't think Kendrick's going to do it. But, but Kendrick, I, I don't think the Kendrick that has I that poll. Well, no, I don't think that's really. He's West Coast. I don't think that's connection to Jay in, in a certain way. I think Kendrick would make more sense with like an Eminem next year, because that's that's all connected to Dr. Dre and all of that. Yeah, but that he, kind of and stuff. And he's inducted, though. That's the thing about Ken. I mean, he has inducted. He I inducted think, NWA, I which think, makes a lot I of really sense. I really think Obama. I think it's possible. I really I think. And, you know, and you think about like, why aren't they announcing it? Maybe because of certain security precautions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just keep thinking about it because, you know, Barack is in the. I, call Unless it's Barack. I was going to say Barack. <clears throat> I would like yeah. Barack. Who's yeah, me, yeah, Barry. Um, Barry but he's I. he's in the Clarence Avant documentary. Yeah, uh, he's in the Black Godfather. Uh, I and I just kept I was you know doing doing a little research, just kind of like looking at the connections with stuff. Like, okay, Dave Grohl performed for Paul McCartney when Paul McCartney got a Gershwin Award, and I was like, okay, so this is a little bit like a tit for tat. Uh, and then who's sitting next to Paul McCartney at the Gershwin Awards is is Obama. And then I was watching when Carol, I mean, listen, I know the president's like involved with the Gershwin Awards, but like it just, he just kept popping up. He's giving a speech about Carol King uh, at her Gershwin Awards. And then all, you know, these people like LL Cool J and others, you know, Tina and uh, Carol King have all gotten Kennedy Center honors. And it's just like, you think about the president again. And I, I mean, it would be wild. And Kristen has yelled at me for even bringing up the possibility no, of it's, putting it, her no, hopes up. I think Listen, Obama's going to induct Clarence no. Obama. I think Beyonce. No, Lionel gonna, Richie is I inducting. Think, oh, I think Li- Beyonce is going to do some a dim duck J for some reason. I think Beyonce is inducting Tina. No, no, Angela Bassett. no, Angela Bassett is inducting oh, Tina. Well, I think it's going to be Obama because uh, Jay Z's president is black. I mean, he's already <laughs> said it, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I really think it's either Obama or LeBron. I mean, I think that's the oh, that's the big that's a, those are the only two people who well, are big enough. LeBron, right? don't the Lakers if the Lakers don't have a game on Saturday night? They don't. Ooh. Do you think I haven't? Oh. You think I haven't looked this up? The you plot thickens. <laughs> so I have. They have a game on Friday. Uh-huh. They are uh-huh. actually playing the Cavs, but they're playing in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, are, right, but they're planes. But, but he's got a plane, so him he's got a yeah. plane. He, yeah. If you need, yeah, if LeBron <gasps> wants to get go somewhere. He needs to he get to Cleveland. There. That's not an issue. Uh, <laughs> all right, no way. Um, Joe. We could literally talk to you all night, and we will. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk to you but all who else night. Is, who else is on the class this year? Who else is? Who else? Who else? Okay, so the, the performers. It's. Tina, Carol, Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, Todd Rundgren. And then they have a very large, and this is exciting, although I wish there were more women in these side categories. You have Clarence Avant going in as a non-performer. Mm-hmm. In the early influence, you have Kraftwerk, Gil Scott Heron, and Charlie Patton. Mm-hmm. In musical excellence, you have Randy Rhodes, Billy Preston, and LL Cool J. 
Are they going to do those inductions? Are they going to induct those guys on um, on stage or are they going to do it like off camera? Because I'm thinking when you bring in someone like LL, you do want to get your most airtime out of it. They are treating LL like a normal inductee. Gotcha. Okay. He's not being side doored. They are, you know, in all the promotional materials, it's just like he's one of the inductees. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, if you, if you know, you know, uh, yeah. but if you don't but, know, you don't know, <laughs> I get the sense. And I, I, I get the sense just given that they can't go for nine hours that the, uh, a lot of the side categories are going to be very swift inductions, meaning maybe just a package. Like I know Clarence Avon is getting a speech from Lionel Richie, but I don't know. And I worry. I just, man, wouldn't it be cool if Kraftwerk was there? They're not going to be there. Right. Because I don't think it's, uh, I don't think they know they're getting inducted. Um, really? That's my theory. <laughs> oh. They're just like famously hard to get a hold of. Um, <laughs> because and they're, they're just robots. Like, they're robots. They are. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if they sent robots to accept. Or sent that Daft And we know for sure them. they're not going to be there. Yeah, they're not. We don't, we don't know for sure, but like we could be pretty confident that they're probably I not think Tom Morello is going to make something about Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's kind of, you know, makes the most sonic. And that also, you know, I think that's the connection. I think there's a real honest. Yeah. I, I, and I think he, I think he personally pushed for them, pushed for Randy pretty hard. Um, but I don't know how, how they're going to handle this stuff. You would love to see some sort of performance, especially for, you know, Billy Preston mm-hmm. um, and Gil Scott Heron. I think there could be really cool, uh, performances with you know newer uh, exciting artists. But and who's airing this? HBO. And, and are they they're not doing it live like it used to be? Are we going back to taping it and then having to see it like a month later or some bullshit? Yeah, it, it will it will be edited down and then it'll come out at the end of November. I don't think it's been live for. I mean, it hasn't HBO, been live since like yeah. the fuse days. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I used you know? to love it live. You know what I mean? I did. I used to love it live. Um, now yeah. I feel like I just can go online and see everything as people in the audience tape everything. So I just watch the shit as it's happening. Yeah. Watch the worst recorded video. <laughs> uh, grainy, terrible sound. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Joe, it's great to see you. Um, yeah, it's great to see you. I'm glad I could do this in a way where I didn't have to wake up at 630 because I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> What's wrong with waking up at 630, Joe? Courtney and I do that all the time. You guys wouldn't like me <laughs> when I'm up at 630. Oh, why do you think we, li- we don't like you now, Joe? <laughs> we'll just wait and see. We wanted Robin. Where's Robin? <laughs> right? Yeah. Put up um, a bad signal. All right, Courtney, please do that thing you do so well. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to us on another spectacular and stellar show filled with fuckery and love on I'ma Let You Finish. (laughs) It's part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Thank you to our guest, Joe, whose last name I'm not trying to fuck up. So I'm just going to say Joe from from the Rock Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, which is also (laughs) on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And um, you know the deal, guys. Remember, when you listen to our show, wherever you listen to us, and thank you, because we're at Apple, Google, uh, I can't even think of them all, Spotify, uh, iHeart. Remember to leave a rating, leave a review, tell your friends. Also, thank you for all of the participation and talking to us on our Facebook. At, I'm going to let you finish all one word. We love speaking to you guys there. We love talking to you on Twitter at Finishima. We uh, also, listen, you know the deal. We love you. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thank you, guys.